<laughs> well, good morning. Good to see. It's a beautiful, beautiful morning here. First day of the week, Resurrection Day, and I got to thinking, man, this is just a beautiful, beautiful day. And, you know, I don't know about you, but uh, the springtime is is unreal. Um, I'm just going to give you a little snapshot of the, the backyard here. And, you know, <clears throat> it's an early morning out here in the Pacific Northwest. And uh, <laughs> I um, this has been quite a week, too, because uh, this week I had a, uh, a root canal that went uh, <laughs> sideways on me from like five years ago. And I have never experienced tooth pain like that before and so needless to say it's been the last couple days pretty crazy and I'm feeling back up to health and strength and thankful for that too so thankful to have the health and strength it's amazing it's amazing what a tooth will do to uh, to to really put you under like that so anyway um, I wanted to just put a little few thoughts out there about the resurrection of our Lord Jesus on the first day of the week and <clears throat> It's something that uh, it's paramount. It's paramount to our faith to have to have uh, the Lord Jesus and His resurrection before us. Uh, and, and we're here on the first day of the week, and I thought I would go ahead and um, just read a few portions, meditate upon the power of His resurrection. I do have on the screen there that verse in Philippians three ten that I may know Him and the power of his resurrection and I just thought I'd read those 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 two people that were leaving that first resurrection day from Jerusalem and it says and behold two of them went that same day to a village called Emmaus which was from Jerusalem about three score furlongs and they talked together of all the things which had happened and it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned Jesus himself drew near and went with them, but their eyes were hidden that they should not know him. And he said to them, What manner of communications are these that you have one to another as you walk and are sad? And one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered and said to him, Art thou only a stranger to Jerusalem? Art thou only a stranger to Jerusalem? Hast thou not known the things which are come to pass here in these days? And he said to them, What things? And they said to him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet, mighty indeed, and word toward God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him. And we trusted that it had been that which had been redeemed Israel. And beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done. So it's interesting. I wanted to talk about these two walking away from Emmaus. You know, they're in a day today uh, that's very similar to today. And that is, they were hearing the politics of the day. They were hearing the chatter of the day that this one, who ha who was the Messiah, was going to take back and establish his kingdom right then and there. And so they had some assumptions going on. And they had some some thoughts that, that he was the one to do it right now. And when though it didn't come to pass, when their plans didn't match his plans, they were in despair. And so he walks with them here for about seven and a half miles. 
and I would say that that time it says there as we continue on there and it says if we jump on down to verse 27 Luke 22 27 and beginning at Moses and all the prophets expounded to them in all the scriptures of things concerning himself that verse right there is incredible to have him walking along the road on away from Jerusalem to Emmaus He's walking away, they're walking away, and he's opening up the scriptures, and he says, remember what Moses said about this? Remember what what uh, David said about me here? Do you remember this scenario here? Beautiful. Can you imagine having the Lord Jesus open up, open up and call to mind the scriptures of the Old Testament as to where he was? You know, even all the way down into Isaiah 53, etc., in the Psalms. Um, and the Proverbs, and the Prophets. Isn't that beautiful to think about? So anyway, that was just a little thought there that today we have many that are intertwined. They're dismayed because of politics. They have assumptions that there is going to be one to rise up and is going to be the one to set things right. They want righteousness. Many want, everybody, most people want righteousness. There's a fair amount that don't want righteousness. And they want righteousness and they expect this particular man to bring righteousness. It ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen. The Lord Jesus himself is the only one that's going to bring righteousness. And so we have to get into his plan, though. And so, you know, there are those that are so caught up. And I talk with people that that are ecstatic or not, they're, they're challenged. They're a little bit scared, a little bit quandary about what's going on in the world today. You know, and I want to turn over to the resurrection chapter for just a moment here. And the resurrection chapter there in 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15 is the resurrection chapter there. And you can start off the chapter there where Apostle Paul in verse 4, where it says, For I deliver unto you, first of all, that which I also received. You know, the Apostle Paul received this directly from the Lord. Isn't that beautiful? He received this message from the Lord, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again a third day according to the scriptures. This is beautiful. This is resurrection day. And Apostle Paul received that specifically. You know, if you want to look it up, there are four, four, uh, specific revelations that Paul received. We won't get into them right now, but this is one of them. And then it goes into who's he he was who was looking at there. He was seeing Cephas, Peter. Look at that. Peter was number one on the list, verse five, and that he was seen of Cephas. Isn't that something? He wanted to take care of Peter first. Why? Because Peter, Peter, he um, he, he he forsake his Lord. He forsake his Lord in his time of need. And so the Lord Jesus wanted to go take care of Peter and reconcile with Peter at that point. So anyway, this is the chapter, 1 Corinthians 15. But I want to come down to the very end of the chapter for just a moment. The very end of the chapter. And it says, verse 55. Uh, well, let's do verse 54. Oh, let's do 53, shall we? Verse 53. For this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality so that when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption 
and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that something that death doesn't have a sting for those of us that know him as Savior and Lord? Death doesn't have a sting to us. And we're, we, we would be happy to pass into his presence. People don't understand that. People that don't have new life don't understand this. But this is the result of resurrection because we read earlier in 1 Corinthians 15 that he is the first fruits. He was the first. Let's go back to it here. Um, verse 12, 1 Corinthians 15, 12. Now Christ be preached that he rose from the dead. I'll say some of you that from the resurrection of the dead. What's interesting here is that go over to um, 20, verse 20. But now is Christ risen from the dead and became the first fruits of them that slept. That's beautiful. The Lord Jesus is the first one that rose from the dead. That's a very unique thing. Everybody else, all the other sepulchers were all closed up that day and he rose from the dead. And the good news is, is that we, if I pass into the article of death and the Lord Jesus comes back to claim his own, there are those of us that will be caught up first out of the grave and the rest of the graves that are not do not know him as savior will be sealed. But that's the from aspect. Not all at that time, but only some are going to be that from. I hope that helps in terms of uh, knowing the fact there is a resurrection of the dead and there's a resurrection from among the dead. Those are two different phrases that you, you can see. Now, let's turn over to that second portion there that <clears throat> is on the screen, Colossians 3.1. I just want to read the first couple of verses. By the way, I hope you're enjoying the birds in the background. And, uh, you know, birds in the background on a spring day, if you're on the video side of things, while well, you can see it's, it's a beautiful spring day. I'm thankful for this beautiful spring day. Um, <clears throat> the summertime, or I'm sorry, the wintertime, the January, February, March can be a difficult time for me. And so that's why I'm so thankful to be out here on the back patio and be able to talk about resurrection. But let's go to Colossians 3.1. Read the first four verses. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. If you're risen with Christ. Do you do you believe you're risen with Christ? Do you understand he did the work for you and that you're he is you're risen in him as as a nature? He's given you a new nature. You're dead to the law. The law is not dead. You're dead to the law. Just remember that. I had one guy say, Mark, you believe that the law, the dead, the law is dead? No, the law is not dead. I'm dead to the law. I'm risen with Christ. Seek those things which are above. Seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection, or set your mind on things above, not on things that are. Isn't that beautiful? Set your affections on things above. And then it says, "For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God." There you go. For ye are dead. What does that mean? For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ. You know, that's the power of the resurrection, is he took it all. He took it all, and I died with him. I died to myself. 
Do I sin? Yes, the old nature sins, but I have a new nature too. I have a new nature. And so I'm alive with Christ. Verse 4, when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then ye also shall appear with him in glory. There's the hope, is that the Lord Jesus right now is sitting on the right hand of the Father, and I look forward to going and be with him. But today is the first day of the week, and so it's beautiful to see that all of this was accomplished based upon the first day of the week. Now, lastly, I just want to wrap up with one scripture here at the end of the Gospel of John. A little snapshot. Do you remember the, do you remember the um, story about Thomas? We don't read a whole lot about Thomas, but I wanted to, <clears throat> I wanted to look at Thomas real quickly. That's at the end of the Gospel of John. Go into the Gospel of John there. And <clears throat> that's John 20. And I'm going to read verse 26, John 20, 26. And after eight days again, his disciples were within. So what does that mean? Eight days, eight days again. That is again on the first day of the week. Now, <clears throat> they didn't know it was Sunday. We don't know it was Sunday. You know, we call it Sunday. But the Lord's Day, it's the Lord's Day. It's his day. It's his day of resurrection. The eighth day, eight days again, his disciples were within and Thomas with them. You know, eight days or seven, eight days before the first day of the week there, Thomas wasn't with him. You know, it's sad. It's sad when we come together on the first day of the week and there's some are not with us for whatever reason. But it says, then came Jesus and doors being shut and stood in the midst and said, peace be unto you. Then said he to Thomas, reach hither thy finger. Behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. But like, here's the phrase I want here at the end of verse 29. Blessed are they that have not seen, and yet have believed. Think about it. There are those, you and I, if we know the Lord Jesus as our Savior, and we see ourselves dead in Christ and risen with him as well, why the Lord Jesus is saying here to Thomas that there are those that have not seen him physically like Thomas did. Thomas saw him physically, and because of that, he says, and there are those that have not seen me and yet have believed. And we have a beautiful portion, do we not? Do we not have a beautiful portion to not have seen him yet physically, but by faith I can see myself, myself dead in Christ, risen with him, seeking those things which are above. And I uh, see Christ sitting on the right hand of the Father right now too. And I also know he wants to come back and snatch us away as well to have us with him. I read that in the scriptures as well. But today is the first day of the week. Just wanted to share a few thoughts of his resurrection. Just had it this early, early spring mornings that we have here. I just wanted to share a few thoughts here as we conclude that uh, may it be a day of remembrance of his death and his resurrection. May the Lord be with you this week as we wait for his coming. And with that, we'll see you next time.